cheap phones, man, highly, highly competitive. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the person trying to sell like thousand rand phones because just think how many of them you have to sell, you know, to your, your margin on cheap phones is like 200 bucks, man, you know. He says, not finding the note on his Galaxy Note. <laughs> Plus 22,000 Rand review device. Um, and that's a great way to jump into the 59th episode of the Overclock Podcast. I am Lindsay Shooters, sharpshooters on social media, that opinion guy on the internet. And I'm joined as always by the editor of Tech Magazine, the largest consumer technology publication in South Africa, Gavin Dudley. Hello, How are you doing, sir? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you. Have you found your note yet? No, I haven't. This is a bit of a problem, actually. <laughs> you know, I've kind of done a brain dump into... Uh, we, use, we use Google Keep as our... Uh, it's like a sticky note app, really, but we've come to rely on it so heavily. We use it almost like a mini word processor. <laughs> Google Keep, but it's great because you can share with people. So if, for each show, Lindsay and I create a note, and we all just dump our thoughts into the note, and you know, we then comment on each other's notes and so on. And I've Who lost the note. commenting on my note? I, <laughs> I've lost the note. Okay, so keep keep up the patter for a bit. While I'm okay, cool. The so last week, uh, last week Friday, I think it was. The South African government finally gazetted the integrated resources plan, which is laying the framework for... Okay, so just we haven't commissioned any new energy products projects since 2010 because we haven't had an IRP. So now we've been working on it for like forever. And in 2015, it was a non-starter. And we've been through, what was it, five, three, minute, three ministers now. Five ministers. Oh, yeah, ministers yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Of energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every time a new crowd comes in and they need to start working on it from scratch almost. And now they finally put it out. And it was a bit of a, of a, of a missed opportunity because they sent out the wrong one. And then they had to replace <laughs> it with the right one. But that was all just about the nuclear, the, the phrasing around the nuclear plan. So what they're saying is we're going to reduce... Thank you. <laughs> Quiet, please. Sorry, sorry. Jeez, everything's getting me today. Okay, keep going, keep going. Uh, so the plan is to reduce our coal generation to 60% of the total installed base, which is now at 90%. So that's a 30% reduction in coal. And then that would also bring down our carbon emissions quite significantly mm. and it pleases the, the the unions especially the miners who are still because there's commitments to new coal yeah, look, it's all very complicated but what it amounts to is it's still stuck with 60 uh, 60 coal by 2030 yeah 60 yeah. coal that means we're going to be pumping that stuff out for another like 20 years yeah whatever of uh, 60 coal and then you know solar wind uh, nuclear, all these things are all divided up into like single-digit percentages for the rest. Well, I think I think so, I think wind is like double-digit percentages. Yeah. But you know, making up the balance of all the power is all these tiny little things. What sixty percent coal is the standout thing, and but I think we I think, with the rest of the world. You know, right I now. think we underestimate how hard it is to actually turn that kind of ship around. You know, yeah. Um, but Lindsay and I find ourselves quite bullish on nuclear. I know that's going to set someone's yeah. teeth on edge, but. You know, there's only one or two Chernobyls ever. You know, <laughs> we're backing ourselves to not be the next Chernobyl. Well, there Chernobyl. was one Chernobyl. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. And Fukushima a couple of, was like a natural and Manhattan disaster. Island and a few others. But you know, 
Um, on, on balance, nuclear energy can actually be great bang for buck, yeah. actually. And we've brought this up before. South Africa developed the pebble bed reactor technology that might be a real breakthrough for nuclear. Yeah, we have. But, we, um, we can refine uranium. We have uranium so, stores. So in the in the context, it's very disappointing that it's only 4% reflected in the energy yeah. plan. Yeah, is nuclear. I mean, 4%, that's like... 2,500 like megawatts of power. And that really just consists of keeping Kuba going. So we'd like and to think... maybe another Kuba-sized project? Yeah, but 4%, man, geez. I mean, you know, it's, a, to my mind, almost the cleanest it's, energy. It's what, All right. we, it's what we can afford. It's what we can produce. It's where our expertise I leave you with right this now. thought. 60% coal for the next 20 years. Oh, it's yum, yum, yum. It's that we're going to die on, man. Fine. Madupi and Kusile. Madupi actually was the cause of... Fine. The, what we need is electric cars. That's what we need. Okay. Electric cars. Well, running on 60% coal. Yeah, I wow, know, I know. Kevin. But my, my point is <laughs> that I think that will drive energy in a way... It will drive us towards clean energy. I think it will keep people conscious. Anyway, moving on. Cool. Moving yeah. on. Other news. Uh, Mara Phones, the factory in Durban, opened up. The President Sol Ramaphosa That's was there. M-A-R-A, Mara, Rwandan yeah. company. Yeah, so they have manufacturing facility in Rwanda, in Kigali. Kigali? I might have Kigali is messed good. that up. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and now in Durban as well. It was a 1.5 billion rand investment. Uh, and they're going to be making two phones or bringing two phones to market the Mara X and the Mara Z. Gavin, this is your end of the market 3,000 yeah. rand and 4,000 rand, respectively. Man, I, I, I just fear for people trying to make high tech products in Africa. Man, we just don't have a legacy of doing that sort of thing in Africa. You know, what we do is, you know, we assemble toys and cars and, you know, things like that, but high tech. But maybe this is the time, uh, Lindsay and I, in our pre-discussion, what we've established is that China has moved on from being the plastic toy manufacturer yes. of the world. They're no longer interested in making low-end electronics. They're going to farm that out to other people. They are now operating at a very high end. You know, Huawei 5G, telecommunication systems and artificial intelligence and e-commerce. And they're not interested in making 1,000 rand phones like what everyone used to associate with China. That's, that's, that's now become Africa's so problem. microprocessors now. Yeah. So India then becomes... Yeah, India and increasingly and Africa. India have boosted their engineering mm. talents. So they moving yeah. further down the line. So we are basically like, hey, South Africa. We are basically now the bottom feeders in manufacturing electronics. But you unfortunately, have to start on the ladder somewhere. No, well, no, no. We just constantly stay at the bottom of the ladder. That's the problem. Anyway, the point is, I used to fear for companies trying to manufacture electronics in South Africa and Africa because they would have to compete with China and it was just impossible to compete with China. Now, you might no longer be competing with China going forward. China is supplying you with the components, you are building it in your country, you are escaping most of the export, the the import duties that normally get levied on your typical iPhone, and that's what makes you competitive. However, there are already a whole lot of companies producing very low-cost phones, big international global companies. Nokia is one of them. Well, Nokia is not really the company. Nokia phones are being made by a company called HMD Global. And there are a couple of other companies like that who are producing great brand name phones. Techno is another company we've covered on the show before. India's Reliance Geo. Yes, and and white boxing other phones and Oppo and all these other people. Um, And 
I really do fear for companies who are trying to make a go of breaking into the phone segment, especially at the low end. If you're making phones around the 2000 Rand mark, your, your margin on that is so small. You really have to have a huge segment of the market to make a go of your business, <laughs> let yeah, alone build a... Yeah, and then you want to build a 1.2 billion Rand factory to build these phones. It'll take you a long time to make back your 1.2 billion Rand, whatever breaks you got from the mm. government, you know. Okay, sure, so you're creating just, jobs and things. Here's my concerns. My concerns are simply Android Go. So the Mara X, the cheaper one, is very, very sparse in so, terms so of hardware. The, the Mara X is 3,000 Rand, already the, too much in my opinion. The cut-down version of Android, which is called Android Go. So it's like the YouTube app is pretty much the South African trending page. You can search for a couple of things, but there's no other tabs that you can go to. So you, go, you don't have like your own feed and your, those sort of subscriptions. And like those apps, I've always found them to be very it's not worth it's basic yeah it's not worth the effort and they're pretty much progressive web apps so they just like the websites that have been distilled down into yes it's not like running a true native app on your yeah. phone it's almost like running a service through the web yeah. and there are better operating systems that can handle that in a more slick way my favorite right now is KaiOS um, it currently runs in this country on the Nokia 8110, the banana phone that was launched mm -hmm. at the beginning Which of no this one year. really has ever seen. It was just a novelty. Yeah, uh, it's a feature phone. Um, it has a 9-button, the 10-button keypad. But the important thing is that Google has invested $22 billion in this company last year. Um, and they've given them full access to the Google services. So Google Assistant can run on the phone. Um, I know only India currently relies Geo. They also are investing partner. Kai phones, yeah. Yeah, with Kai phones, they have their own home-baked um, uh, voice assistant. What, what, what's important at this end of the market is T9 text input. If you can just cast your mind back to maybe ten years ago, three quarters <laughs> of our listeners don't even know what T9 text <laughs> input is, man. You used to have like the three letters in every number. You only had like the number pair to type with, mm. uh, and like that is very cumbersome. So if you have a reliable voice assistant who can dictate that sort of input to you, for you, I think it's, it's really a breakthrough service on, the, on those devices. And because they're 4G capable, mm. you can get that sort of high, high speed data transmissions. Mm. And you, then the carriers are happy, the network carriers are happy. And people are getting really good, cheap phones that can last like days on a battery, mm. on a charge, um, that is cheap to replace should it happen but also quite ruggedized as well because i mean these designs okay. have been around so man unsurprisingly i have a completely contrary <laughs> view gosh i'm sure that took you by surprise okay so getting all enthusiastic about these kai os phones just to summarize what we're trying to say is that somewhere around the 1000 rand mark um you can you can still get a full touch screen phone yeah but you can also now get a feature phone, you know, the old yes. candy bar phones with all the buttons on them. Okay. I'm making a and case for those the feature phones. phones let it those be seen. phones <laughs> are not nearly as good at, at connecting to the internet using app stores, things like that. So those feature phones, when you buy them, they come with a couple of apps on them, and that's yes. what Kai OS is good at. The Kai OS operating system has got many of the important Google apps already built into it when yeah. you buy a sub 1000 Rand yes. phone. Of course, you can still buy a full touchscreen Android phone. And Android Go phone. At that price, except that it's called Android <laughs> Go, and it doesn't run the full app on the phone. It runs as a very, very slimmed down version of the app, and it has to go to the internet all the time to get the information you need. So things are very slow. My point is, anybody who's buying a phone around a thousand rand is not an intensive phone user. Yes. They are the person who might take a rubbishy three megapixel photo of their kid, and 
they might not even be highly literate, let's say. So yes. the whole idea that they're going to be involved in all these WhatsApp groups back and forth is not really That's the thing. That's why you need a um, good voice assistant. And a voice assistant. Yes, okay. especially and for illiterate people. And of course, English is definitely going to be your first language no, all over Google India assist- and Africa. Google yeah. assistant mm. is massive. Okay, so okay, my point is that if you're a 1,000 Rand phone user, your needs are probably extremely basic. And so maybe Android Go will work for you. You're not using Google Maps to navigate to your okay. next so, business so, so power this, meeting. This, That's not what this, you're doing. This you know? is the, the, mm. like the thesis of my argument. So those phones are crap to use. The no, screens no, are no, crap. No, 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 no. For who to use? No, the privilege is showing. Are you, privilege is showing. No, okay, no, keep going, are, keep you, going. are you really going to buy a big screen, touchscreen device and it's a really, really crappy experience? I think people are going to do that. Yeah. In fact, they're doing it right Where now. Where you can buy, <laughs> you can buy a slimmed down device that has a purpose long battery life. Yeah. With, mm. with more battery life. So you, you, with Android Go phones, you are inheriting the problems of like both sets of problems. Mm. So you're getting the low end hardware that's a bit crap, and then you're giving up the battery life because okay. you want to run this low end okay. hardware. But what all the surveys show, what are the most used phone features? Music turns out to be much higher yes. than anyone thought. Okay, yes. um, I think there are literacy problems at that end of the market. I don't think you're involved in massively complex yes, text yes. to ping pong conversations with people. I don't think you are. I think you're making voice calls because, you know, literacy is like a yes. limitation. So I think you're making voice calls. I think you want a bit of entertainment for music. And I think all these phones do that equally well, frankly. Yeah, I I'm, I'm just making a case for Ki- KaiOS, man. Okay. KaiOS feature phones, okay. actual so, tactile buttons that people so can use. So our problem is that today we've not seen any KaiOS phones in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, MTN has been involved in KaiOS in other parts of Africa, but not in South Africa, which is disappointing. Yeah, but at, at so, that price, I, th- I think Mara is going to come up against a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I think Mobicell has a bigger yes, retail yes, yes. Um, arm. Yeah, so so the two Mara products, the Mara X and the Mara Z, are respectively 3,000 Rand and 4,000 Rand. Frankly, that is almost double the price I think they need to be to break yeah. into the market. I don't think they have a hope in hell of breaking into the market at that price. That's Mara X for 3,000 and Mara Z for 4,000. They're up against, off the top of my head, at least five or six great models I can think of. Yeah, Samsung, Samsung, Huawei, Nokia, and others. So well, they have one advantage. Huawei can't bring any new devices <laughs> in. <laughs> okay. This is a great way for Nokia for Huawei to draw the dump its old stuff. Uh, there's uh. an awesome video um, by a creator called Tech Alter. Uh, Martin, I forget his surname. It, it, I'll link it down in the podcast description. Uh, just yeah, It's just an amazing overview of what KaiOS is and why all the stakeholders are pouring money into it. Mm. But moving on, uh, mm. so you know me, Gavin, I love my fingerprints. I love my ultrasonic fingerprints oh. on, on my Samsung Galaxy uh-huh. S10. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I hate on optical underscreen ah. fingerprint sensors because the of Galaxy the Galaxy S10. Of the, yeah, that's my one. His <laughs> Galaxy S10, which has basically been broken for the last four months, but he persists. I've, yeah. I've actually figured out that Resurrected I, can now, it, yeah, I can charge it on any cable I want now. Okay. It's slowly gotten rid of all of its problems uh, all okay. on its own. So it's all just right. like the top left-hand corner of my screen. That's <laughs> um, okay. Other than that, it has been working okay, fine. Okay, so, so, so your point is? Uh, Samsung has had a massive failure. There's been a video circulating where someone kind of just unlocked the phone. with. He shows you, like, he's, he's programming one finger. To, for the fingerprint sensor and then he puts like just a, a gel screen cover on it and then he puts any he puts like a separate finger on and the phone unlocks so there's been a problem samsung has put out an official statement they are saying that 
if you use unsanctioned screen protectors or those silicone screen cover case things. The, the jelly ones. Yeah. Um, the phone will, the, ult the ultrasonic fingerprint sensor will read the 3D patterns that are existent in those materials as a fingerprint and then be be able to unlock with like any, it'll be like the fingerprint is stuck on the phone. Yes, because you, you've left the fingerprint on the gel yeah. surface of the phone and it uses Then there was unlock. another video that came out. It's very James Bond actually, it's exactly what he would do. enrolled the fingerprint and then placed a, it was the, what was it? I forget what it was. But it was like just broke whatever Samsung said. Mm, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So yeah. So they're saying if you did enroll the fingerprint without the fingerprint, without the screen protector on, then it should still be. Yes. Um, it shouldn't pick up the secure. dummy fingerprint. Yeah. yeah. But then this guy just enrolled it with like a, a naked screen uh -huh. and then put the gel thing uh -huh. over and then it just oh, unlocked. Worked. <laughs> With okay. like a different finger. So Look, it's man, like I, I just don't do fingerprint unlocking. I don't do any locking of any kind. I think it just it's just unreliable. It gets in the way when I'm forced to I'll give it a four digit pin number. That's so that's my, as much my as big I'm prepared problem to do. is I use Samsung Pay. Samsung Pay authenticates yeah, okay. through the fingerprint that does, sensor. That does screw so you a bit, yeah. This is this is the problem. They've taken away the iris scanner. Mm. Um, I think the LG G8S mm. is the only secure and the Mate the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Mm -hmm. It's the only secure face unlocked Android phones that are mm -hmm. on the market right now, outside of the iPhones. Um, even they have the issues, mm. uh, like Google well, Pixel 4, where you yeah. can unlock the phone with your eyes closed. The same thing on the, the LG G8s. Yes, uh, yes. So uh, it's it's very interesting. I mean, how many? I mean, I mean uh, Lindsay made passing mention there to the the new Google Pixel phone, which is now the latest, greatest, yeah. very late. It's only two or three weeks old, something like that. And um, they already they've discovered you can unlock the phone. Without without even opening your eyes, in yeah. other words, anyone so can hold the phone yeah. up to your face and open your phone. So it's just interesting how much has gone into the development of unlocking the phone in more and more secure ways. Face scanning, fingerprint yeah. sensors, hidden fingerprint sensors, more complicated face scans, iris scans. Da, da, da. It's huge, complex, and it just none of it seems to be bulletproof. No, ah, it's even, amazing. Even your password isn't bulletproof. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I use I use a fallback pin as well. But so I mean, yeah. the idea is just I guess to make it as hard as possible for people. The chances but of easier. someone picking up your lost phone yeah. and being able to break into it are very low. Your average idiot doesn't know how to do any of this stuff, and they, they, it, it wouldn't make sense. Are you saying that you should actually have a screen lock? No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if someone picks a up a lost phone, a lock, especially in South Africa. They, it's not worth their while investing in trying to break into your phone unless they know the phone belongs to someone yes. who's actually got money in their account. You know, yeah. it's, so what uh, are they going to do? They're just going to wipe the phone? Absolutely, wipe the phone. Or you but if you had a screen lock on, then it would be very difficult for them to wipe the phone. Yeah, I don't think so. Like hey. the new Samsungs as well, if you try and switch the phone off, mm. um, it asks you for your PIN if you, if really? you have a screen lock in. Okay, yeah? that's interesting. Because all these people, who, first of all, Apple people think they're the only people who can find their phone using the internet. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's been able to do this since like forever. Okay, and, and, that, but, and that service only works if you have a secure method of locking down your phone so that someone can't switch yes. the thing off. So that's, I mean, I'm very interested now in what phones can be switched off yeah. without authentication. Yeah. And I think it's most of them. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outliers, the Apples will be outliers. The yeah, will be remembering, outliers. of course, that this whole phone theft thing isn't nearly as big a deal in other countries as it is here, where, you know, phone theft yeah. is just I mean, a part we, of our everyday know, life. I know at know. least five people who have actually recovered their stolen, yeah, phones. Yeah, 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 their yeah, stolen yeah. iPhones. And what's so interesting is now the smart, the smart thief knows that people are searching for their yeah. phone on the internet. So 
uh, if they can't switch it off themselves, they often leave the phone in a place for cool down. In yeah. other words, they'll leave it somewhere and see if someone comes to find yeah. it. If no one comes to find it in 24 hours, then they'll take it and run off with it because they now know they can be tracked. But I'm interested in not being able to shut the phone down. Of course, if you've got an iPhone, your battery will probably run out within two hours oh of stealing gosh. it anyway. Not if you so. have a new one. Not if you have a new one. <laughs> where, okay. where they've actually increased the battery power. Uh -huh. so now they have not increased the battery. They have not. Don't say they've increased the battery power. That's a lie. They've increased they've the capacity. They've just made the phone more efficient. No, so they've used increased the capacity. Must, must have been what they used their <laughs> headphone jack space for. No, no, no. They actually <laughs> took out the, the, the force touch, the 3D touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That layer, Which so was a joke to start with. Yeah, okay. It wasn't a joke. Damn it. I'm enough, enough. Anyway, we're in the weeds. Unlike yeah. Samsung, who just didn't do that. They took away the headphone jack and the Note 10 just doesn't have great battery. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Here's, here's a great hot tip. This is the unofficial tip of the week, okay? This is the kind of phone user I am. This typifies my phone usage and experience. I now just leave my phones permanently in battery saving mode and I've discovered it doesn't affect their performance, my use of them yeah. at all. Everything works exactly the same. For the stuff I'm doing with the phone, nothing appears to have been affected by putting it into battery saving mode. But so now way. I get like two and a half day battery life all the time and the performance is unaffected and that's not even the aggressive battery mode, that's just the light battery mode. Yeah. So, I mean, Lindsay put his phone into battery mode, his life would probably stop, you know, into battery saving mode. Yeah. I use lower levels of battery saving. I mean, I'm permanently on the Bluetooth, permanently on the Wi-Fi, you know, I don't know. So, I, I try that, man. Try put your phone into battery saving mode and just leaving it there and you might find your experience is not affected. So, I unplugged my phone from its Dex dock, 100% mm. power at, I think that was 22.7 this morning. It is now half past 11 and I am on 48%. You see, that's just absolutely shocking. And that was that's an absolute shocker. That was using that's an absolute shocker. That, what the that hell was are you using doing? Google Maps to get here to find a more efficient way to get through okay, traffic. Okay, okay. Well, Google um, Maps does hammer your thing. Yeah. Watching a little bit of YouTube. Yeah, um, that also hammers your thing. Gaming. Screen time and is what hammers your battery. And then doing some light email for about half an hour. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Here. Okay. But then you have been power. Even in my world, but that's power half, using. Yeah. More than half of the battery gone. Yeah. Before lunch Is this the Samsung S10? Yes, Lindsay. this is the Samsung. This is the, but this, this is the, the E, right? No, this is the middle one. Oh, so it's okay. the S10, no, right. non-class one. <coughs> so it has a, a smaller 35. Yeah, but the phone's also battery. like six months old. Eh, so. Yeah, but Samsung doesn't do a great job in optimizing the battery. You'll notice on your yeah. on your Note 10 Plus. Uh, okay, I'll get around like to a it. massive battery, but like you of don't course, get any of I'm the running trip. in battery saver mode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, for my money, the best battery saving modes have always been the Sony's which of course are no longer sold in South Africa but let's let's move on yes uh, shh, Gavin you've been getting a lot of notifications Man. today <laughs> okay I had this horrible experience I'm sitting in an event it was actually the launch of a new Fitbit okay yeah. and I put my phone in silent mode yeah okay now there's silent mode and there's mute and yeah, there's, 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 yeah, there's all these vibrate, different yeah. weird silent modes so far the WhatsApp notifications keep coming through going bing 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 in the middle of the presentation and I look like an absolute idiot because yeah. I'm going the phone's on silent I don't know why it's binging and to be honest I haven't even resolved how to fix that so somehow the despite the phone being in silent mode in mute mode the WhatsApp notifications are still coming through with audio almost as if they'd somehow <coughs> been prioritized or something yeah. so so what I, I ended up having to do, I mean, I couldn't resolve the problem, is I had to go into each individual app and turn off all its audio notifications, which you shouldn't have to do. Yeah. There should be a global mute for the phone that, that silences the phone. Uh, so yeah. I've, I've 
my my strategy is always to always keep my phone on vibrate. Yes, um, you told us that before. So yeah. I have I have a connected watch, and that's where I catch most of my stuff. Mm. Um, when my phone connects to a phone that I'm not currently using, <laughs> because it's on and it, oh. it prefers that blue, like what happened in the car this morning. Uh -huh. I had the LG in the bag uh -huh. and in the car, and it and connects to things. Yeah, and it yeah. just connected my watch yeah, connected yeah. to that. Yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah. Catching my notifications and stuff. And then I walk away from the car and suddenly all my S10 notifications are coming from my watch again. Oh, I see. Anywho, okay. so, so that's my that's my plan. Um, I love, I love, I love, this is my mandatory iPhone praise for the <laughs> week, um, the mute switch on the iPhone. The that's hardware. the hardware switch, yeah. which I still have now. Yes, they Jeez, still have Jeez, that's amazing. Now. See, now that is a simple <laughs> thing that makes just a world of sense yeah. to me. Okay, Except, of course, if I were to flip that switch and then my WhatsApp notifications <laughs> were to come through, because <laughs> that's what happened to me in this meeting, man. Um, when I'm in meetings, I have Do Not Disturb. I've gone actually through a lot of ways to just set that up so that all my important notifications mm. will still come through. Yes. You've probably gone somewhere where... You've prioritized WhatsApp. That's exactly what's happened. I mean, there are exceptions. You can turn on your do not disturbs, um, and then there are exceptions. So, for example, my parents are getting on a bit. I need, if they call me at an odd hour, I need to be able to take that call no matter what. So you've got to allow through certain contacts. And these yeah. are all very detailed profile you need to set up here. But somehow I must have ticked something that allowed WhatsApp notifications to get through even in do not disturb mode. Do not disturb mode is your friend, man. It's yeah. just that global setting that shuts the bloody phone up, except for if you've accidentally tapped an exception. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've actually had problems on, on, on Samsung where to get the edge lighting to work mm -hmm. when your phone is off because it doesn't know. No phones have notification lights anymore. Oh, right. <laughs> true, true, true. Because they're all now full screen front face. Yeah. So like Samsung and a lot of the OLED phones, I know LG does it very well. Or little actually. animations yeah, that run around. animation around the edge of the mm. screen and there's a little pop-up. It shows you the phone is charging because there are no lights. Through mm. my notifications triaging mm. set all settings, I didn't enable WhatsApp to be a pop-up notification as well. Mm. So I've had to then re do it as a pop-up notification oh. and now it suddenly works as the edge notifications as well. well I mean Android 10 was supposed to was was and I think has delivered much more granular control of yeah. your notifications the problem is now you've got to go set all that up you know yes. so but do take the time to do it and tweak it over time over time you might find you don't want to be notified about all the incoming emails you yeah. do want to be notified about let's say SMS or whatever yeah. so do take the time to set that up in do not disturb you, which is my favorite mode, you can set there um, uh, days of the week, times that you want your do not disturb to automatically activate. For me, it's at midnight every day of the week, including weekends, and it deactivates my do not disturb automatically at 6 a.m., which is the same time my alarm goes off next to my bed in my, on my phone. So you can then set exceptions, which is what I did accidentally for WhatsApp. That was why WhatsApp was binging even though I was on do not disturb. But do set up your do not disturb with some granular control. And remember, you can set notifications per app as well. That's all I yeah. have for you. And then set your exceptions as well. So like your family members, your close family members, anyone you care about, make sure those notifi notifications are still coming through. Anything that's maybe work sensitive if somebody is 
at work emails you a lot on various things, mm. a client or something, you can set exceptions for those that will break through your new do not mm. disturb barrier. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's enough how toing. Mm. Yeah, and just just try and disable as many notifications as you can. That don't ever opt into notifications from websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, gosh, people who want to tell you every time they publish a new story on their website. Oh, I did this dumb thing one time what where I enabled notifications from YouTube on my no, on my yeah, laptop. No, 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 no. And that is just no, a nightmare. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I do recommend you you set up notifications for that opinion guy because yes, that please. opinion guy is full of good stuff. You yeah, know? go to my website thatopinionguy.co.za. Yours is actually only no- the notification I get from YouTube. Oh, is that opinion guy? Very well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually shooting a couple of videos after this, after I'm done here. Um, yeah, one on the SRS X41 speaker. Because oh, I lost the footage that I shot originally. Oh, and it goes back tomorrow. You can't be admitting <laughs> things like that, man. Ugh, I don't know where it, it dis- disappeared. Tomorrow. So this is a very interesting speaker, actually. It's it's not small. It's about the length of a shoebox. And maybe it's about the size of a, a paper towel, you know, a paper towel yeah. roll job. Um but it's got great LED lights built in and strobe lights and everything. It's actually quite tough and robust. Yeah. Quite a big thing. It yes. feels like it's covered in fabric, but actually it's very tough. Great bloody sound. Extra bass, yeah. like a and, real and, bass. And, mm. it, and it has the, the, the very important to me yard-filling sound. <laughs> you know, people speak about room-filling sound. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yard-filling. kind of love, love. Yeah, I, I live in a yeah, that rural area and small holding. Mm. We sometimes have like family get-togethers and this thing can fill a yard, okay. which is well, important. Picture picture the scene. Picture the scene. One of my teenagers leaving the house at random hours, like 10 p.m., yeah. going out with friends. Dad, I'm taking the speaker, okay? <laughs> you can just see these, these like six teenagers in a tiny little car with the Sony and all the lights going, oh thumping God. its way down the street. You can just see it. <laughs> and I think it's a great way for me to end the phone. I am Lindsay Shooters, Sharpshooters, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. Um, on social media, thatopinionguy.co.za is my website. You can find right now a lovely write-up about the Springboks and my own, because I made a video about how to fix a spring box. <laughs> then I've since been enlightened by more tactical nuances within them. And I haven't completely softened in my position. Tough to clear, should still stop. Don't, don't, don't even start. <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to face New Zealand in the final. Uh-huh. Uh, me we, too, actually. I don't me know too. how we're going to get past Wales, though. Yeah, but I made a very okay. good case for how we're going to beat New Zealand. <laughs> Ooh. That's it, the end game. Keep your eye on the end I, yes, game. Yes, I have hope. I have mm. hope. All right. Um, that's, that's all up there to read. I might actually turn that into a video later. Because after I wrote it, I was like, actually, I can't share this because this is a really good video strip. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's that's my story. Gavin, what's up? Uh, what is up? Uh, we are busy testing a new headphone brand called One More. That's the number one and the word more. Oh. They'll probably be reaching shelves, but interesting, they've got a wide range of products, including the, what we now call True Wireless, which is the, the individual buds that go into left and right ears. But they've got a whole range, and they all sound pretty good. I The higher-end stuff sounds much better than the affordable stuff, yeah. but do look out for One More as a brand. We're covering a couple of them in the magazine. Cool. Okay. That's it. Over and out. Bye.